I'm ready. Welcome to the Felt Recall Podcast. This is number 116, as 116 episodes of the gun community's favorite podcast that they don't know about. My name is Chris. Across from me is P. Mag Hulon. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. You? Well, is there anything you want to give me before we start? Like a knuckle sandwich? More like... A Benjamin? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Welcome to the Felt Recall Podcast, where we believe all men are created equal, but all ideas are not. Yeah, I'm still not giving you any money. <laughs> the tail end of last week's episode, number 115, you pointed at the uh, set list and said, Basically say this That's right as if I hadn't said it. Boss. And when I said I did say it, you were like, no, you didn't. And I said, I mean, what do you want to bet? hundred bucks? And you said, yeah. And then if you go back and listen, there it is. Mm. This week's charity of choice is fire. I'm allowed to be wrong one time, Chris. One time. Sure. You can be Cash wrong. It in. You can be wrong as many times as you want as long as you're putting a hundred bucks on it every time. I'm, I'm a happy man. Um, you can just owe me. No big deal. All right. But it's soup. It's not a meal. Um, Firearms Policy Coalition is our charity of choice. The FPC, firearmspolicy.org. Their mission is to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, along with the people's rights, privileges, and immunities deeply rooted in this nation's history and traditions, especially the inalienable, fundamental, and individual right to keep and bear arms. Learn more about them at firearmspolicy.org, and to uh, be remiss to not mention, not to remember what it is. Anyway, uh, those are good guys. If uh, you're familiar with Adam Kraut, uh, who used to be a pretty regular contributor to the Gun Collective, uh, he's a full-time employee over there now working as a firearms attorney. So go check them out. Uh, here's what's on the docket for the show. Trump's COVID chess move. Black Lives Matter wins again. I don't know how they keep getting away with this, except that sometimes uh, they're handed victories that they shouldn't have had, and and that certainly happened this week. We'll tell you more about this truck driver getting arrested. I'm telling you, don't let your ego determine your fate. Just don't do that. Um, We'll talk more about it in a second. And then NFAC is back. Uh, We're going to call that NFAC ND 2.0. It's a lot of letters, a lot of letters. Uh, We'll tell you about how the black militants showed up and almost shot themselves one more time. Let's uh, start here. Trump gets coronavirus. Now, it's too late for me to say watch what's coming because now it has happened. Yes. Um, we found, When did we find this out? Was it happening Saturday? Friday or Saturday? Something like that. We learned that the president's been diagnosed with COVID-19, a disease he's most likely to just kick real quick and get back to work, which is exactly what has happened. And as it was happening, I thought, how has the left not learned that this dude is playing 4D chess? He's always a step ahead. He's always a step ahead. And this was no exception because here he comes with his coronavirus diagnosis, right? And the left is all worked up in a tizzy. And they want to know everything there is to know. Which, by the way, 
That's kind of funny, right? Like how nosy the leftist media has been. I would love for the White House press secretary should just continually say the president strongly supports Roe versus Wade and will not be answering any questions about his current <laughs> medical condition. Can you imagine their heads exploding? Because it is funny how quickly their allegiance to the law, to the Supreme Court decision, which allows abortion based on the premise that no one has the right to get between a woman and her doctor. And now, well, how long was he on supplemental oxygen? Yeah. Right. What were his oxygen levels? How long were they at that level? How much did he need? What kind of toothpaste did he use? <laughs> Stuff's so weird. It's so strange. So I would challenge anyone willing to do so. If your friends bring that up, just tell them, now, wait a second. Wait a second. We're not allowed to do that. Road versus way. I think it's funny that not only are they wanting to know everything about him, but now they're drawing conclusions on uh, who else has it and how he could have gotten it, which to me, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not thinking about this in the in the right context, but I don't care how he got it. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. All I really care about is that he goes back to work because that's what the president's supposed to do. Yeah. You know that when you take the job. Right. Seems to me that he's pretty keenly aware that's what he's there to do. So, because from the information that I heard, he never really stopped. Right. Uh, I think last night uh, or the night before, he went on a tirade of texting. Uh, where I he just it. was like rapid fire texting. Uh, just sort of random things. And then in the end, he would just write in all caps, vote, exclamation point. <laughs> uh, so, you should check that out. It's pretty entertaining. I don't know if I've said it here, but you know this uh, in my personal life. I have been implementing an election season text mode on the occasion with my friends. I like to do it to people I don't know super well when they text. And so a good, for instance, would be I have a guy who I'd say I know somewhat well, but not super well. And he texted me and said, what tent did you say you bought? Because we had talked camping and I said, I bought the Nemo wagon top. And I'm telling you, there's never been a better tent. This tent is the best tent. Every other tent is a worse <laughs> tent than this tent. And the record shows that. And America knows it. And the people know it. The tent is superb. It's the best tent. And Joe Biden refuses to admit. But that's Joe Biden's problem. And then I send Believe it. Me. Right? Yeah. And then I end it somehow, you know, like in Joe Biden. Now, usually I'll end it with just a, and Joe Biden knows it. Well, yeah, that makes it fun. <laughs> And Joe Biden knows it. And then I send it, and I wait 30 to 45 seconds, hoping they've read it, and they're curious about what. And then I ha and then I just send hashtags, election text 2020, you know. <laughs> because that's the way these people are, right? So I want to tell you about being at my parents' house when we hear the president has coronavirus, the Chinese flu, or whatever he calls it. And... Everybody's in it, not, not everybody in my parents' house, but everybody on the TV is in a tizzy. As we talked about very recently, I don't watch the news on my television at home anymore. Turn that off. I feel good about it. And I'll tie that into what, what my family made me think about. But um, I said then, and I wish, you know, I wish 
we had some sort of reality show, so it didn't sound like I was going back and making things up. But I said to my mom and dad, I said, this is everything he could have hoped for. And you could attest to this. I put it in a text to you and a friend, and I said, guys, not a joke. He got it on purpose because it's going to be such a good thing for him. And, And I don't need to say anything else. Listen to the president's statement today, and this just proves anything I could try and lay out for you. Quote, I will be leaving the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed, under the Trump administration, some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago, President Trump. So now, the left has let themselves get worked up in their tizzy about him getting COVID and how irresponsible it is, and he totally gets to play the card and go, well, I've had it. It's not so bad. I'm 70. How old is he? 72? Something like that. that? I'm in my 70s. I'm in good health. Otherwise, I got coronavirus. Not a big deal. You can get worked up about it, but I'm telling you, I had coronavirus. I I dealt with some of the nation's top doctors while I had it. Not a big deal. I think what is great about it is we came out of the debate, which was a complete dumpster fire, the first debate. Right. Uh, it was nearly unwatchable, mm-hmm. um, except for the fact that it was a train wreck. So you kind of had to watch. And so then Trump made a comment in there about, you know, every time you see Biden, he's got this big mask on and then Trump gets diagnosed a couple days later. Mm-hmm. And so the left like just goes nuts on social media saying, well, here you go. You yeah. know, you made fun you of got Biden it. for, you know, wearing a mask, but yet you got it. Maybe you should have. You know, taking Biden's advice, yada, right. yada, yada. So the timing of all of that, and then uh, the left going, well, n- now there won't be a second debate. There can't be a second debate. There will not be a second debate. That was the that was the narrative for like the last two days. Huh? Yeah. Um, and now that has sort of flipped on its head, and they're going, well, yeah, now they're going to have another debate. And I think what's great about that is Trump will absolutely play that up. Yeah. And, and and downplay the seriousness and severity that the media has given us all it does all this time. Yeah, and and all it does is prove all that wrong, right? Exactly what you're saying is he will go in and now he can capitalize on the government overreach, the big government pipe dream of the left that they tried to implement by scaring everyone with the coronavirus. I am living, breathing, walking proof that it was all unnecessary. And then the left will have to say, Oh, so you're insensitive towards the 200,000 that have died from coronavirus or whatever the, the number is now. These many people have died from it. And he goes, well, no, I'm just telling you what the science is, what the science says. It's not that big of a deal if you get it and you're healthy, even if you're in your 70s. You're most likely to die because you have all these other ailments and the numbers prove it. So all your hysteria is nonsense, and I'm living, breathing proof that it's true. Well, let's be honest, too. The man is not exactly a model for physical health. Right. I mean, I I would go as far as to say he is obese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he his favorite thing to eat is McDonald's. I think he's pretty much on record as saying mm-hmm. as much. Isn't that funny? Have all that money and you like that garbage food? I mean. It's it not good. It doesn't really surprise me, though. Yeah. I mean, just. I guess based on his personality, maybe it doesn't surprise me. I don't know. Just so we're clear, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. I am going to divert for a quick second. I could eat some Five Guys every day of my life, 
I love Five Guys. If I have to go through a fast food, if, like if my food's coming out of a window, I can't think of a burger I would want to eat. Because I think all the fast food Fair burgers enough. are junk. They're just garbage. They're never good. They're super salty. Like It's like they kill it with the salt. My son loves... Well, just covering something up. Exactly. My son loves McDonald's, my middle child, because of the toys. He's huge into toys. That's why I go there, too. And so, yeah... No, um, he uh, wanted that this weekend because we had father son time. Mom was out in Arizona. Siblings stayed with grandma, and grandpa. It's just us, and I was like, "Man, I'll take you anywhere you want to go. You pick a spot. McDonald's, McDonald's." I said, "Maybe you didn't understand. <laughs> you can name anywhere you want to go. McDonald's, McDonald's." Anyway, you're I, right. I like that you probably pulled up in Ruth's Chris parking lot. <laughs> and he was like, "What is this crap?" <laughs> yeah, let's. Let's go. Um, nah, you know, he's a kid, man. Chicken tenders and French fries is uh, about the extent of what he wants to branch beyond uh, anything that we usually just have at the house. Anyway, uh, that being said, you are correct. Trump is not, you know, he's no Richard Simmons. I'm just saying, it, you know, we talk about the fact that these 200,000 have died and what, like 6,000 or 8,000 have died strictly from coronavirus. Right. Six percent of that number. So whatever yeah, so whatever that is. So if six percent. If you put that into perspective, the point I'm trying to make here is that not only does he have coronavirus, but he probably has other health situations going on. Ailments. I got you. Whatever you high blood pressure probably thing. Yeah. So he's probably got all these other things going on and still he's out in what, three days? Out of the hospital in three days. In the clear, no fever. Back home. And all the media did was just prove the point, prove the point, prove it. This should be a huge deal. The nation is in peril. Like, you would have thought the dude was on his deathbed. Well, there, so there was pretty much nonstop coverage Saturday and Sunday on the national media of them talking about the 25th Amendment and mm-hmm. how they were basically could not fathom the fact that he had not transferred power to Pence. And it was like, he's, I mean, I don't, he's not like on the verge of consciousness here. Like, I mean, he's, right. He's sitting in a hospital bed watching Fox News. He's working. I mean, yeah, he was like at a desk though. Apparently there's a whole, I didn't know there was a whole wing for the president at Walter Reed. Yeah. He has an office, conference room. He's got it all. Why not? He's just in there chilling. Like, whatever, dude. My favorite thing. I wonder if Tylenol costs him like 80 bucks a pop. Yeah, right. (laughs) For reals. Or it costs us 80 bucks a pop, I should say. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Uh, My favorite commentary was from a lady on Fox News who was the the liberal, and this is the point I want to make about all of it, not just COVID, but the media in general. This woman gets on the TV and says, I'm so upset. She's so upset because he got in the SUV with Secret Service and drove around and waved at the prayer vigil, right? right? And she can't believe that's even a thing. How dare you even do that? And she legitimately said, now the president, who is highly contagious right now, has forced these Secret Service members to get into a confined space with him. He's putting them at risk. How could he possibly do this? How could he possibly do this? And then there's a retort from, I think, Mark Thiessen was on there and one other guy. And uh, they make their standard retort. And I just... 
find it so humorous because to me, once you realize what, when you really think about it and you're willing to be objective about all of it, all of it, you realize it's all a charade. It's fake. None of this is real. It's like it is the matrix. You take the red pill, you take the blue pill. And if you take the right pill, you're going to discover that the people in Washington, D.C. care about themselves, their jobs, and their colleagues. And that includes whatever letter comes after their name every time you go and vote for them. Okay? Those guys yell at each other during the day. They have dinner together at night. Mm -hmm. There's no other way you can explain the fact that these guys get on committees when the cameras roll and scream and holler at each other. And then one of them croaks, and everybody's like, yeah, but they were the best of friends. You would never know it, but they were the best of friends. John McCain had a relationship like that with someone who I can't remember now, where he died, and this person way on the other side of the aisle is like, we never agreed on anything, but we were always cordial to each other. Always cordial. We loved you. It's like, yeah, but you guys, like, really screamed at each other sometimes. You said some really mean things about each other. Well, that's the way politics can go sometimes. It's just all fake. It's the And my point is, that woman only said what she said because she knew that in order to be the talking head liberal on Fox News at that time, that is what was required of her to say. Oh, yeah. It's pay, playing a role. Very rarely do those. Now, Mark Thiessen, I would I would say, might be the other way. Like That guy's literally written really in-depth, thorough books about what the— he was a speechwriter for George W. Bush. He wrote a book called Courting Disaster, which is excellent. If you haven't read it, you should read it. Those guys have actual conviction. Right, they they care. Well, but you have to mix some of that in to make it still mm-hmm. feel real. That's right. So you can you can bring someone in to play the part yep. of of the talking head liberal, but you have to have some substance in there mm-hmm. rather than just the the four a.m. talking points. And it does exactly what they want it to do, though, right? Because you watch it, and she makes her point, and you go, "How could somebody possibly be that absurd?" And then Thiessen comes in and makes his point. You'll see, okay, at least somebody's being rational. Yeah. And, and if you're willing to stop and really think about it, you go, well, that's what they do to me every single time. So you got to just stop letting that happen. And part of that is you just, in my opinion, you just turn it off. You turn it off because you realize, hey, again, the media, the politicians, all of them in bed together, getting filthy rich off you and me, acting like they care when they don't. They have zero, zero care about our daily lives. And furthermore, they can do very little to actually influence either good or bad our daily lives. That all happens locally. Like the things we care about are actually here at home. That's why we have to be the nerds that go to city council and county council meetings and take those guys on. Because I'll tell you what, those guys are just as fake. Like they're just as shrewd, just as manipulative. They're the con artists you would think exist in D.C. They're here too on your local level. You have to keep them in check. If you pay attention to some of these... uh, you know, a lot of the city councils and whatnot, uh, school boards, things of that nature, are doing their meetings on Zoom now. Right. So you can pull it up and watch. And uh, I had a buddy of mine was talking about essentially, I think it was a school board where he lives, where the the members of the board were basically playing on their phones while people were on, you know, Skype or Zoom or whatever trying to discuss their, their issues, and you could tell that just no one was paying them any yeah. attention. They all had something else they'd rather be doing. Yeah, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it's embarrassing. All resume building for those people. Sure. A lot of them. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. You know, Not to say there's not good people involved in it, as you mentioned, but to me it's just so many more are just there for recognition, pad the resume, <coughs> excuse me, 
go out and we even have a cough button. I just cough into the mic. Um, they just want the prestige and the notoriety that comes with it. <clears throat> so anyway, that kind of stuff is funny to me, but I think the president's illness conveyed it quite thoroughly over the weekend as everybody's looking and assessing what's wrong with him, acting as if the world is ending. Guy barely has anything wrong with him. I think he was asymptomatic, right? Did they say, I think did he, he ever have anything? Okay, slight fever. Okay. I never heard like, I, mean, I got down one of those right now. I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Don't we all have a slight fever at some point, you know, every couple of days? Uh, maybe I'm just totally unhealthy. But uh, yeah, anyway, so they worked everybody up into a frenzy and uh, over things, by the way. Chris, I don't know. They this. don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cancer's back. Cool. Uh, that's sad, but that'd be my luck. Um, anyway, they, they all, uh, I I feel put it on full display this weekend, how fake they all really are. And again, oh, by the way, yes. So the president gets it. Melania gets it. And I wanted to say, so I don't forget my favorite thing was they tried to get the Melania tapes as the president got coronavirus. You know, the media thought they had her. All right, we got these tapes. And then the tapes made her look, like, really normal. I just thought that was great. The tapes are just her being totally normal, like anybody else will be, where she's going, I'm trying to help reunite children with their families, and all these people want to talk about is garbage that isn't even real. They won't even run the story. We're trying to give them good news, and they won't even talk about it. There's nobody out there that can't sympathize with that, regardless of party politics being at play. So I just thought the timing was perfect. And I stand by the fact I think the man got it on purpose. I really would not be surprised. Well, I think that the text you were talking about uh, when it when it was announced, you made the comment about how he got it on purpose. And I think my comment was, oh, so you think he actually got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, very tinfoil hat of me, but implying that he never Maybe had he it. Maybe he never really had with. it. Now, I, that, that probably would be a... a a bridge too far in all honesty. Cause I think like 19 people in and around the white house have it now. Sure. Uh, I think, uh, I heard CBS apparently was trying to basically blame hope Hicks and saying that she was a super spreader. There's probably a weird joke in there somewhere. I'm going to leave it alone. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, you know, it's like they're <laughs> literally casting blame. Uh, yeah. But so blindly, it was kind of funny to me that I thought, well, like, this guy literally says, I don't know who he was, some reporter for them. He's like, I mean, it would be speculating, but she's probably the one that gave it to him. It's like, okay, if, right. you, if you have to preface with the <laughs> fact that it's speculation, why would you continue? At that point, just stop. Like, what? Are you just trying to fill airtime? Like, what is? what are we doing? It's just very strange. They know that nobody cares about the retraction. Oh, They, they sure. know. They know. And... Uh, that's another one of those things that, that once you understand that's the way the game is played, that they don't care about uh, the, the retraction because they know nobody pays attention to it, then they can say whatever they want. And, yeah, they can just go, you know, now I want to be very, very clear. I'm speculating here. I'm totally speculating. But what's interesting is if you look at Trump's live Twitter while in the hospital and that video he did, it's the first time anyone has ever noticed his profile really fits that of the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> what? Yes. Yes. Now, 
And anonymous sources have confirmed. Pure speculation, again. Pure speculation. So thanks, David, everyone. Uh, CBS's White House correspondent had probably the best tweet of all. What's the guy's name? Something Bryce, and now Twitter doesn't want to, or uh, Facebook isn't working, so I can't get his name up. Uh, let me just Google. Hold on. CBS White House correspondent. You know what? Let me just tell you what I'm, I'm Googling because it's more fun that way. CBS White House correspondent says it's safer to report from North, did you see this? Yeah. Korea, than the White House. That's literally what this guy said. That he felt safer reporting from North Korea than he now does from the White House. I think we've reached a level of absurdity in the media. I mean, history is funny because you always feel like in the moment, like things are the worst they could ever be. But if you look back... Some really bad stuff that's happened. I feel like this is sort of the embodiment of that. Yes. Like this guy is like he, he he's I guess he wants everyone to agree with him. <laughs> but on what premise? Like what is his right. point? Because of COVID? Yes. So he says, uh, Ben Tracy is his name, at Ben S. Tracy. I don't know how you couldn't remember that one. And the quote is, I felt safer reporting in North Korea than I currently do reporting at the White House. This is just crazy. Uh, That was a tweet from 11.59 a.m. on October the 5th. October the 5th. And then he felt like he had to go back and say, for context, folks, this is in reference to the COVID-19 outbreak at the White House. Okay. No kidding, Ben. We knew that. And the reason he clarified is because everybody started roasting him about how, <laughs> hey, you know what they do to dissenting journalists in North Korea? Did you know this? I didn't know this until I was reading it today. That in North Korea, if you commit a political crime, you and your two subsequent generations are sentenced to lifelong labor. I want you to consider that. So you could be 25 and single and commit a political crime, get married during the trial, have a baby during the trial, or however however it works, but the rest of your family forever, for three generations, are now all sentenced to lifelong labor camp imprisonment. But Ben Tracy, this is a CBS news reporter. You would think... That requires some sort of merit to get that job, but apparently not. And he <laughs> says, I felt safe in North Korea. And then because everybody starts weighing in on, hey, buddy, you realize exactly what you're saying here? That they murder people, they imprison people that disagree with. They also may or may not be accurately reporting COVID cases in North Korea. Just Right. Imagine that. I'll tell you what, that's a great point. If Ben feels so compelled to fight for the truth and he feels so safe in North Korea, maybe he could go over there and really thoroughly investigate exactly how many people have died from COVID-19 in North Korea and demand the dictator answer him honestly. Get into a press room with the dictator, Ben, and say to him slash her, whoever's in charge over there now, I need answers. 
The people demand it. We'll wait. <laughs> we got time. Um, and then let us know how that goes. Obviously, we will never hear from you again. Bitch. You know what I mean? You know. Oh, well. Um, anyway, so now he's, you know, incredulous about it all and uh, is really upset that people are upset that he compared the president of the United States. You know, it's uh, funny, you are talking about the retraction just a second ago, and Twitter is has a funny way of um, smacking these these journalists back into reality. So yeah. I don't love Twitter, but I kind of do like it for that regard because I like when people post really dumb things <laughs> and then immediately just get dogpiled on. Oh, yeah, right. That is yeah. that is probably one of my favorite things about social media. One of the few things that I actually like, I guess. It, it definitely is uh, a, a balance on the media. And, in fact, uh, a friend sent me – this is just an interesting thing about social media uh, – a friend sent me an article from Bin Laden's niece. Did you read that? That she wrote about America's yeah. freedom and how Americans need to wake up to what's happening. And it's real. It's a legit article. Uh, it's a, like an editorial she wrote, um, I think, for The Spectator. Uh, anyway, you can look it up if you want to read the whole thing. We'll put it up on our Facebook page. Just go over there and read it there. Uh, what was most intriguing about it is she made the point that... The mainstream media and social media were now working hand-in-hand because we had turned to social media to bypass the leftist narrative of the mainstream media. And that is when the uptick began with the social media shadow banning and editorializing. It's very, very fascinating. I got it up right now. Felt Recall Show uh, at Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash Felt Recall Show. Go read that. Okay, in the meantime, by the way, on our YouTube channel, this is kind of a fun one. If uh, you're a craft beer kind of guy or gal, you should go to our YouTube. Don't forget, a lot of the podcasts that we do can be found on our YouTube channel. So if you have the chance to stream it from wherever it is you work or live or play, you can go and hear a lot of our episodes there on the YouTube channel. Now, YouTube uh, suspended the ability we used to have to upload (laughs) So the newer ones aren't really there. You can keep those in your podcast apps. But the point is, uh, back at episode number 14, we got to hang with the folks from Thomas Creek Brewery. It's a local craft brewery here in the upstate of South Carolina. And those are really nice people. And uh, we sat backstage with them for a little while and talked about the process of brewing and things of that nature. So if you want to hear that, feel free to find us on YouTube. You can go to FeltRecoolShow.com feltrecoilshow.com. Click around to our YouTube channel, um, Facebook as well, and all that stuff's listed out there. Okay, this is probably my favorite uh, story of the week because it involves Black Lives Matter and it proves me right. Okay, need I say more? Don't think so. Uh, No, but I bet you will. We talked a couple weeks ago about... um, the fact that I bought some Black Lives Matter masks. Yep. I keep them in my truck. I'm going to roll right through that protest peacefully because they're going to think I'm their friend. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want any sort of confrontation. I just want to put my Black Lives Matter mask on, fist in the air, thumbs up, drive on home to my family. That's the only thing I care about. But this guy in Savannah, Georgia, 
<laughs> he had other priorities, and going home to his family was not one of them, which is which is a problem. Look, even if you're single, consider yourself your family. Okay, um, maybe you have a dog. I don't know. <laughs> maybe saying an online girlfriend. Think about that. Whatever it is. A motorist was caught on video, this is from theblaze.com, caught on video pulling a gun on protesters in downtown Savannah, Georgia over the weekend. He's now been charged with aggravated assault. Police say that a few dozen protesters angry about the Breonna Taylor case, I don't know what part, it doesn't say what part they were angry about. Angry about (laughs) her involvement with a drug syndicate? Who knows? Selling drugs at the prison. Maybe that's what they were mad about. Maybe that's what they're, maybe they were mad about the fact that when the police knocked and, and announced themselves, her boyfriend started shooting at him. Maybe, I'm mad maybe about that's that what they're too. mad about. And I'm not going to lie. I go out and I lay down in the road in front of my driveway every night for at least two or three minutes. It does remind me, I have to say, it happened to me once where I was driving my family home down the windy road off of which we live, and there were about six or seven kids sitting in the middle of the road in the, in the lane I was driving in anyway. We'd had a young girl, tragically, drive down that road and lose control of her vehicle and hit a tree and killed herself and a passenger in the vehicle. And these kids had decided they would hold vigil at nighttime in the middle of the road and just sit there um, unannounced, nobody there supervising. I called the police. Hey, you might want to send somebody down here. We got these kids in the road. And the dispatcher, which I just think police dispatcher, disp- Maybe I'm wrong. Every time I hear a tape of a dispatcher, I want to choke them. (laughs) And the lady I talked to this time was no exception. Where I call and she goes, well, did you confront them? I said, do you want me to? And she goes, I'm just asking if you did. I said, why would I? You want me to go to the six kids and tell them to move? I'd be happy to do it. It's probably not going to end the way it would if a police officer shows up. What are you possibly talking about? (laughs) Did you confront them? Anyway. I digress. I'm going to read into that kind of my own way for a second. I think what happened actually was you just got deputized. You just didn't realize. Yes. Okay. You want to do that? Chris will crack some skulls, man. Uh, My point was we had a tragedy there. Two girls died. And now you're about to lose six more kids because they're being stupid. I don't even know what kind of point they're proving. Same thing here. I don't know what point you prove by laying in the middle of the road. Like, what, what What? are you doing? You're disrupting traffic. Great. What's the point for you to stop and think about Brianna Taylor? Okay, I did. And let's just say I don't know who that is. Now I hate her. I hate her with the, the fiery Fair passion enough. of a thousand suns because you have disrupted my day wherever I was trying to go, whatever I was trying to get done, and you're just a part of these bratty little kids I keep seeing on TV that are making everybody's lives worse. Because I hate to tell you this. I don't know if you know this. Pretty much public perception is that Black Lives Matter and Antifa are the exact same thing. The exact same thing. Nobody in America is really drawing a distinct line between the two of them anymore. I don't think the two of them are drawing a distinct line. Hand in hand, right? You and me going fishing in the dark. That's Antifa and BLM nowadays. Yep. All right, so a few dozen protesters. Ready, ready dirt band? <laughs> All right. I love it. Uh, they're laying in the middle of the road. This guy drives by and video shows him. Get out of the well. He doesn't get out of the truck first. He threw a smoke bomb of some sort, grenade maybe. They call I feel it a like smoke grenade. grenade. Is a little strong. 
Grenade's strong. It's really more like... It's a little firework. If you were having a gender reveal party... And you wanted to burn down California. Yeah, and green was your color for some reason. you're having an alien. (laughs) That's what he threw. Then yes. Imagine that guy's face. Um... (laughs) I knew it. What? (laughs) I mean, I knew it wasn't mine. I didn't know it was such a cool story, though. Uh, Anyway, this guy... He throws his little canister of of green gas, I guess. And they surround his truck, as you know they would, and they start kicking and beating on it. And he hops out with a handgun and starts pointing it at people. By the way, um, not a smart guy. It doesn't appear uh, by any measure. And for many, many, many reasons, this was the wrong move. He's been arrested. Uh, he's charged with aggravated assault and reckless conduct. Uh the district four alderman down there says the city is working with police to identify protest organizers and added to the station that there was not a police presence during the demonstration since city officials didn't know about the protest. It's not a protest. Okay. If you just gather together and you don't get a permit, it's not a protest. At that point, it's a mob, it's a flash mob and it shouldn't be treated the same way, but not to digress too much. Can I make a couple observations? Please go ahead. So I'm watching the video a couple things jump out at me. First of all, the guy that pulled the gun, I think made a tactical error in throwing the smoke device. Right. Because he pulls alongside them, and then suddenly you see two horse carriages, Uh which are pretty commonplace in Savannah, sort of blocking the intersection. They're trying to make a left-hand turn. He's trying to go straight, so they're they're in front of him. Yeah, I believe they're also going around the protesters, yes. right? Like, and maybe yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, they're yeah, having they to go just been going around, around them. To the, mm-hmm. to the left and going straight. That could be it. Uh, either way, the guy in the truck can't go anywhere. Right. He's stuck. Yeah, he had no forethought on that one because so there's, there's a white truck following the two carriages. Yeah, so then he throws this device... And then he's got nowhere to go. So, of course, they attack his truck. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But if you're going to antagonize BLM or Antifa, maybe have a clear escape route. Yeah. That's just that's just number one. Number two. Well, and I think what you're saying is it shows he acted irrationally. There was He had no thought oh, going into it. He just lost his temper and decided that's what he would do. And, and that is the importance of wargaming these scenarios. You have to sit around thinking well, about Well, I don't drive do. around with uh, fireworks in my truck hoping to run into dum-dums laying in the street. You're missing out. So I feel like the the very nature of this is antagonistic Yeah, to sure. begin with. sure. Uh, point number two I'd like to make is if you've ever been to Savannah before mm-hmm. or Charleston or any of these historical southern cities, uh, you will see the horse carriages pretty prevalent in the downtown area. High tourist population, uh, a lot of old, you know, nice restaurants and shops. Um, if you've been around horses at all, you will realize they relieve themselves pretty much generally whenever and wherever they want. That's right. So I was just going to say, I mean, you guys do what you want. Laying in the street. I probably wouldn't lay in the street (laughs) if that's like a path 
that the horse carriages take. Just going to throw that one out there. I hear you. So I, I feel you. like, that again, guy with a gun, tactical error. Yeah. BLM. Yep. Also, tactical error. I see. Just putting it out there. Two wrongs don't make a right. I'm trying Patrick. to help everybody. Two wrongs. I'm trying to help everybody right. out in this situation. Both sides. Well, I, don't I, lay in I, horse crap. Okay. And uh, don't block yourself in if you're going to have to uh, pull a gun on somebody. I fully agree. I would also add that uh, we are in a time where it all ties together, actually. Say it this way. This all ties together. Turn the news off so you're not already angry and in such a tizzy that when this happens to you, you can't muster up the patience to just slowly make your way around these buffoons. Okay? These guys will go away. They're stupid. They don't know a whole lot of anything. They don't... They if Listen, they get mad when you say Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization, even though on the website it says they are trained Marxist organizers. What else do you need to know to understand that these people are about as stupid as they come? Reminds me, have I ever told you about time... It's not super important, but I was, uh, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. There was, there was, now I have to tell a story. There was a kid who was on American Idol as a contestant. I was a top 40 radio DJ at the time, and I would do uh, quick hits with the local Fox station to talk American Idol every night after it. That so sounds terrible. I'd be on the local news, right? Yeah, it was, actually. It was really, really sounds bad. It's like my nightmare. What's funny is, I made it a game. Did you get to meet Ruben Stutter? I did not. Oh, man. Wait, was he? I probably should have, though, because he was from Birmingham, and that's where I lived. He and the Hicks guy, the guy with the gray hair who played harmonica. What's that guy's name? Taylor, Taylor Hicks. Hicks. They were both from Birmingham. And, boy, isn't that funny. Like, people are a fickle bunch, man. You know, they. I feel so bad for those guys because the town wants to embrace you, but then... You just kind of fizzle real fast. Mm. Even though you're second to the gay white guy, right, Ruben? Sorry about that, buddy. A gay white guy shows up and almost wins it, or did win it. Did Ruben win it? It doesn't matter. And that was like 30 years ago. I don't know. I started making a game out of my quick hits with Fox where I just wouldn't watch it. I'd go in and start talking about it (laughs) (laughs) just to see if I could get away with it, right? I hated doing it. I hated doing it. Anyway, there was a kid on it. He was from Puerto Rico, and he said he was on American Idol to make his country proud. And the lady swings it to me and goes, what do you think? Got a chance? And I said, if you're so dumb you think Puerto Rico is a country, probably don't have what it takes to win American Idol. Ouch. And that woman went, what? I said, Puerto Rico is not a country. It's a United States free state. They have representation in Congress. They get... Millions of dollars from us to support their economy. They're not their own country. So I'm just saying he's probably not smart enough to win. She goes, well, thank you for the civics lesson. Let's move on. Like it was on with it. (laughs) So funny. That's what I think of. I think of that kid when I think of Black Lives Matter people. Yes, I understand Puerto Ricans. Why they want a a 51st star on the flag. Right. (laughs) They don't. Do you know why Puerto Rico will never be a state? Truly. No, I don't. It's because they receive welfare funding and they do not pay taxes. And they get representation in Congress. They get representation without taxation and they get all the benefits of paying into a system without actually paying into the system. They will absolutely, the people of Puerto Rico will never, ever, ever vote to be a a state 
So of how the do we States. do that but here? Right. Make that a thing, right? Absolutely right. At least the Hawaiians. That's the same thing all the people in DC are crying about too. Because don't they want a star on the flag? Yeah. Well, they should though. Yeah. Right? If you're in the district, you should. But I was gonna say, at least the Hawaiians, you know, they have principle they stand on, right? Like they're like, no, get out completely. Leave us alone. We don't want anything <laughs> to do with you. They hate us. Anyway, uh where how did we they get love there? The Japanese. That is uh yeah, right. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, that is who I think of when I think of Black Lives Matter. I think of that kid. I think of the kid. Because it's, there's nothing wrong with him wanting Puerto Rico to have been a country. There's nothing wrong with the belief that it's a country. I understand how one would draw that conclusion. I get it. These young kids who think they're out there laying in the road for a movement about black lives are simply naive. And as is said, if, if you're not a liberal at 20, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative by 40, you have no brain. Fully agree. Fully agree. Some of us got our brain a little quicker than others. Some of us, it takes a minute. And for these kids, it's going to take a minute, okay? And so I don't want to hate them for what they're doing. And I think if you turn the news off and you stay off social media arguments, which is another thing we all need to realize, you're not going to change anybody's mind. I don't understand the arguing and the baiting on social media, like, come argue with me about this or whatever. It's like, why? Why? I know I'm right. I know what the truth is, and I can post that here and there as I've done many, 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 many times before, and I know it won't affect any change in your life because you are only here to have your foredrawn conclusions reaffirmed by somebody you've never met so that you can feel more right about whatever it is you said, regardless of how wrong you might be. But the earth is flat. Okay, anyway, so that happened in Savannah. And I can, I can see that it doesn't curve. So it's, you know, you know, even from an airplane, it still looks flat. So there, that, you're up high. Um, all right. So listen, keep your ego in check. Be the gray man, as they say. Uh, don't stand out like a sore thumb looking like you're ready for a fight. And don't go looking for a fight because... Uh, don't lay in horse turds. And don't do that. The, the uh, politically motivated district attorneys of the country right now won't even let people get away with good shoots. Oh, yeah. They're not letting it happen. You're not going to get away with hopping out of your car with a firearm. I don't know if you guys heard or not. It's an election year. So you (laughs) might want to tone it down just a touch. Maybe don't jump out of the truck handgun drawn. What? Just a thought. But why not, Patrick? Seems like a good time. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying there's people that want to get reelected. That's all. Fair enough. Fair enough. Enough. Okay. Uh, I think that's it on the stories. We got one more thing to do. Are you ready? I'm so excited about this this week. So excited about this this week. I stay excited. Here's why. Ready? Go. I'm an ambitious officer. One voter. Everybody knows the rules. I need to be a part of the 100 Club. Yeah. It's time for our voter of the week with a brand new voter entrance. I love it. Or intro, if you want to. Say it the right way. You would say intro. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. The black military group, uh, paramilitary group, INFAC, which stands for Not Effing Around Coalition, marched in downtown Lafayette Saturday. You can watch the full rally video online if you want. I don't know why you would. But anyway, uh, shortly after the protesters began gathering, one of the many, many young black men in uh, attendance dressed uh, in a uniform he'd never legally be allowed to wear, shot his gun on accident. We call that a negligent discharge. 
media will call it accidental discharge. Uh, 26-year-old Terrence Jones of Lafayette is now facing one charge of reckless discharge of a firearm at a parade or demonstration and one charge of a felony. Get this. You're never going to believe this because it's in fact. This was a big surprise to me. Yep. Because when I think about the not effing around coalition, Mm -hmm. I think of upstanding young potential brain surgeons. Who do not F around. At all ever. On their way to NASA. When I was in school, to be an astronaut, we called our study group the same name because we weren't there to do right. anything but study and Got get it. smarter. The original, in fact. Yep. I didn't study Look in school. Look where that gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bunch of Fs. Um, that's why I got kicked out. <laughs> I thought, but I thought you were not effing around. Chris. Yeah, well, the funny thing is I went to one meeting ah. and, and when I showed up for the second, the guy that was leading the whole thing did the whole where they kind of suck in the bottom of the, you know, yep. and I was like, Hey, he's like, so <laughs> turns out we don't want you here. Uh, and so would go the rest of my high school career. Uh, 26-year-old Terrence Jones of Lafayette is facing those charges. Uh, turns out he was charged with uh, one count of felon in possession of a firearm. So, what? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. No injuries were reported except for Terrence's pride, I'm sure. Another tense moment took place shortly after as the group dropped to their knees yelling, Sniper! As they noticed what appeared to be law enforcement. Here's a group of guys who want you to believe they have it all figured out. Yeah. And they see a police sniper at a large gathering. I think I think they're smarter than we give them credit for, though. We've talked about this before. The guy made such a stupid video about the history of weapons and the weapons they use. And I really believe that was on purpose. That was bait. Yep. He wanted you to believe that's what he believed. He doesn't think that. He's smarter than that, but he's playing you. Anyway, I think that's what this is, too. They're acting as if the police are out there gunning down young black men in droves just for the sport of it. We know that's not true. Anyway, they resumed their walk, and they were followed by the local chapter of the NAACP to meet a waiting crowd at Park Sands Suchi. Uh, And there, several speakers spoke to the crowd, including Grandmaster Jay Johnson, a one-time presidential candidate and the leader of (laughs) NFAC. Didn't did know you, that was on his that? resume. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, that's Yeesh. great. Yeesh. All right. That is Did he did he run under the uh not effing around coalition banner? Was that his political party? Yes. That was it. Absolutely. I like right. that. Um, you got Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Green Party, and NFAC. Could we get Vermin Johnson, Vermin Supreme, to debate Grandmaster Jay Johnson, dude? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Is Vermin Supreme still alive? I hope so. Just so that yeah? we can make okay. this happen. Yeah, he is. Yeah, born in 1961. I would pay really, really good money. I would make a, a hundred dollar <laughs> donation to Infact just to watch that happen. Good. Grief, that would be I would so buy funny. Vermin Supreme some beef jerky. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, so what size boot do you wear? <laughs> and then when he thought I was talking about his hat, I'd be like, what? Oh, you're wearing a boot on your head? 
Okay, that's our vote of the week. I'm an ambitious officer. One voter. Everybody knows the rules. I need to be a part of the 100 Club. Hey, I don't want to forget it. I hate to end it on a somber note, but we do want to say that uh, the in-fact crowd, the Black Lives Matter crowd, these people who are uh, either purposefully or just by matter of age, so naive it hurts, uh, we hope they pay more attention to the world around them. Uh, And we want to say how sad it is that 23-year-old patrolman Jacob Hancher was shot and killed um, in Myrtle Beach. In Myrtle Beach um, just this last weekend. Um, He, you know, this is a guy, by the way. Yeah, they've got a misspelling here. That's why I'm pausing. Sorry, they're saying he was shot on Saturday, September 3rd in this article I highlighted, but that's not true. Uh, press conference was from from Saturday, uh, or was from five thirty four a.m. October fourth. So he was shot late Saturday night, twenty three years old. And by the way, this guy came straight out of high school. He was not a five year Myrtle Beach police officer. Um, it's technically not true. He came out and volunteered with the police department for a couple of years until they made him a full fledged officer and let him go to the academy. Um, and he went to a domestic situation to see if he could help somebody that needed help. And a suspect shot and killed him. Uh, and by the time backup arrived, he, he was already gone. So there are good people in the world trying to do good things and maintain uh, some sort of semblance of order. And I think it's a great disservice to them when people back those like Breonna Taylor and um, the fellow that tried to kill the cops in Atlanta. Doesn't matter. In the yeah, I don't know his name. Lot. I don't. I'm not gonna waste. Space not gonna overthink it. Over huh? that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there are still good people out there, and and I hate that uh, it's a war against them. And I do think that's why, like as much as I would say, stop worrying about the politicians. It is still important who gets in there. Joe Biden wants you to believe that Antifa uh, is is not people. It's an idea, <laughs> right? It's an idea. How that's not a bigger story out of the debate, I do not know. I do not know. Imagine, I mean, Obama kind of did it for eight years with ISIS and Al-Qaeda. So yeah. I guess it makes sense that he would want to look at a terrorist organization and say, well, it's not really a thing. It's just an idea. There's a difference, by the way, between an idea and an ideology, right? Uh, and then here you have a group of people that share an ideology. That's an important differential. All right, we'll come back. Uh, what do you say? You want to come back next week? We'll do it yeah, again? we probably could do that. All right, we'll come back do it again next week. I mean, if I'm not busy... Remember, all men are created equal. All ideas are not. Feel free to argue the latter of the two. Glad you could not the throw former. that in again at the end without being prodded this time. Patrick owes me $100. You can find the Felt Recall Podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We are on Apple Podcast app. You can find us on Spotify. Joe Rogan came to Spotify after we did because he heard how well things were going for us. But it would help us a little bit if you're willing to subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend, all that good stuff. And make sure you visit FeltRecoilShow.com. FeltRecoilShow.com. We'll see you in seven days.